Hey, good morning, Christ Fellowship. Everybody doing all right? All righty. Well, if you would, open your Bibles to Philippians chapter 2. We're going to be in verses 1 through 11 in just a few minutes. Before we do that, I want to thank uh, James Albright for preaching last week. I've been doing some uh, classwork down at Baylor, and so it really helped to have somebody preaching last week, and and I'm doing it this week, and... and uh, and we got a big day, man. I'm excited. Um, let's see. So, uh, James preached last week. You know what? I, I want to mention, I got a call from Ben Moss last Saturday afternoon, and he had been invited to speak at a thing called Exodus, which is kind of a retreat for freshmen at TCU. And Ben was originally going to be on a, a panel or something, a discussion, and then that, that something happened that didn't work out. And so they, they said, well, will you just speak to us about uh, spending time with Jesus, and he's, you know, Ben Moss, he's like, yeah, I want to do that, that's awesome, and so he does that, and they go, and uh, teaches them, and then actually has them go spend time with Jesus, and somebody comes back and says, hey, I heard I'm supposed to be baptized, and so, then they're like, wow, that's awesome, and so the way I'm hearing the story, a, a, a girl stands up and goes, hey, somebody's going to get baptized. Anybody else want to get baptized? And some other people, they end up having four baptisms last weekend at the deal. And amen, praise the Lord. Awesome. So uh, glad Ben got to be a part of that and just thankful for our TCU, uh, albeit grieving TCU uh, students this morning. Uh, We're glad you're here. So we're finishing up this series today. called The Marriage Project, and we're doing this with a couple dozen churches around the city, which is really cool for a a unity kind of thing in the body of Christ, but also to build up our marriages here, and also if you're new to the church, just to hear some vision for how bringing Jesus to be a part of marriage, but also not just uh, marriages, but also relationships, whether you're single or maybe you're going to be married one day or something, then you want to be the kind of person that's living into that, right? So, we have so far, and I'm going blank again, I need some help on, these, on, the, on the ones we've done. I should, of course, I should remember every message I've ever done, right? Yeah. But uh, I have a short, 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 short-term memory. But uh, the first week, we talked about living marriage in the image of God. Does marriage really matter anymore? The second week, we talked about what do I do when the feelings change? We talked about going deeper with the love of God in our relationships. Last week, James uh, Albright spoke on what do we do when there's, there's problems, when we're in crisis or, you know, in, in difficult situations. And then this week, we're finishing with this question, what's the secret to happily ever after? Now, we've taught for years and years at Christ Fellowship, when you don't know the answer to what could be a potentially deep theological question, what do you say right there? Jesus, Jesus you guys are learning well. Jesus is the heart of true theology. Jesus is the revelation of the invisible God. It's God saying, this is what I'm really like, you know. And so that's why we look to Jesus to understand the Bible. You know, he's the point of this. And and at the center of the New Testament is Jesus and his relationship with his father in the spirit. And we see this relationship thing that's happening in God that's so powerful and precious and wonderful. So what's the secret to happily ever after is, well, first I need to say something about fairy tale because it's got a little fairy tale uh, dynamic in it. And life isn't really always a fairy tale, is it? So, you know, you, in a fairy tale, it ends with the two people kind of 
walking off into the sunset. I, I should ask you if that worked in the first service. That worked for you guys. Um, so, but life isn't like that. Life is more like a story. It is the story, and it's got the ups and the downs and the hard stuff. And how do you navigate life in the midst of all of these things? And, and my point, what I'm trying to say today is, the secret to happily ever, ever after is vision. It's a vision of Jesus Christ. It's living, you're, you're on a trajectory where you're living into something. Into the way God has revealed Himself in Jesus. And what you see is, Humility and love and sacrifice and devotion. That's Jesus, right? And, and when you look at Jesus, you see the way relationships are supposed to be. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And that He's bringing us. His plan for adoption is to bring us into that wonderful dynamic. The dance. The dance of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The family of God. And so... If you take that even a step further, when you look at Jesus, what you see is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But you also see God's love for his people, God and his people. And that's the story of Scripture. And it's this we say it in a concise way when we say Christ in the church. God is so into letting us know how much he loves us. And the, when we have marriages that are really working, this then it's a all it is is a shadow of how much God loves his people, Christ in the church. We're we're meant to be a, a picture or a type of that. And so that's what we're talking about. Vision this morning. Um, and, and vision really is a you have to kind of know where you're at. Okay, this is where I'm at. That's where I'm going. And what are the steps that I need to take in order to get there? And so a big part of just self understanding and awareness is to go, OK, hey, we're having some problems. Hey, this feels really difficult right now. Or, hey, we're in a good spot. But that's where we're going. And we keep taking steps to move forward in that uh, journey. Uh, yeah. It's kind, of a, it's kind of a cool marriage thing on the back. We need vision, right? And so, uh, yeah. And where was I? Uh, yeah, I was making a point about vision. Okay, so last week, I... Uh, I've got a dear friend, Jimmy Seibert, who pastors Antioch down in Waco. And he, he, uh, I encourage everybody to look at last week's sermon online for Antioch Waco. He, the sermon is an interview with Chip and Joanna Gaines. Anybody ever heard of Chip and Joanna Gaines? There's a little show called Fixer Upper that 25 million people watch every single week. And so God's taken this, this, this couple and it's a show about fixing up houses, and I, it, it's partially fascinating. I've seen some of the, epi- I mean, there's something about, there's something about a cool bungalow in Waco that costs $78,000, it would be about half a mil here, and just go, what? How can they get that house for $78,000? It's amazing. But you know what really draws people to that show? So they did this interview last week, and it just, it was just so, I encourage you to do it. They don't, they, they talk about Jesus, their love for Jesus, their testimonies, you know, just in a way that they can't do on the show. And it's a powerful thing. They've been at the church, part of the church there for 15, 16 years, just, just loving people, being faithful, being in the church life, and then having this foundation. One of the things you find out in watching that interview is that they were raised by parents that gave them a foundation. 
They, they memorized scripture in their home. They prayed together. They worshiped together. They cultivated discipleship in their children. And you never know, you know, like we don't know. We, we could just be ordinary, everyday people. And then something happened that puts us into a place where, you know, there's visibility, you know, an unprecedented. I mean, they're like the prime minister and first lady of Waco or something. I mean, the, the billboard, you know, the. The silos down there, 35,000 people coming through the silos every week. That Just the store. I guess they're making some money. <laughs> Cheapers. That's a lot. But one of our board members, Jonathan Gully, is head of operations for them. And he said, Jamie, you wouldn't believe all the emails that we get about people's lives being changed because of watching Chip and Joanna. So, like, and you know what it is? It's love. People... They're not used if you're not used to seeing love expressed in that kind of way, it's very attractive, isn't it? You know, it's attractive. It's Jesus and his love. They don't always get to say that, but that's what people are seeing. And Jonathan was telling me on the phone a couple months back, he said, man, people are saying like their marriage was saved. They got hope from seeing that two people could relate together like that. And it made them turn back to each other in a, a TV show. It's kind of amazing. You know, and so I encourage you guys to do that. The deal, the reason I'm saying that is we all need pictures. We need, it's like we needed to see God. So God said, I'm coming in the flesh, you know, and we need to see marriages that are because half of us in this room, if we're with the averages, you know, we come from broken families, right? And that's a bunch, that's, that's us, you know, and, and it's a lot of you guys. And so we need to see where it works. You know, pictures of that. So I want to do a little video here in just a second, but I want to set it up like this. Who we're about to see is my spiritual dad. His name's Don Finto. He's 86 in the filming. And his, his wife, Martha, lovely Martha, she went to be with the Lord back in March. So this was filmed just a little before, uh, before she passed away. And, uh, you know, it's a picture for me. I've never seen anybody that looks more like Jesus than Don Finto. Whenever I think, what would, what would the Lord do here? A lot of times I get a picture of what would Don do? Because I needed, you, need, you need to see it in flesh and blood. You need to see, what does this thing look like? What does a marriage look like? And so, as you're watching this video, as we're watching this thing together, be thinking, listening for key words. What are they doing? How are they... What are the things that they're talking about that are keys? They've been married 65 years in this video, you know, and it just you're going to see Jesus, you know, honestly, Don. There's a few guys I've seen in life that actually look you've seen those old paintings where they have the a halo kind of thing around. Don looks like he's glamour shot it all the time. And it's the presence of God. He just looks like, you know, so let's see the Don and Martha video. OK, cool stuff, huh? So, so let's, let's process a bit here. I said, try to pull in some keywords, ideas. So maybe you could just one at a time, just help me out. What, what did, what did you hear while listening to Don and Martha talk about marriage? Beautiful, isn't it? Encouragement. What's that? Commitment. Fun. I wrote that one down too. Don't, don't, don't let that be on the radar. It's not, it's not on the radar. Okay. Appreciate differences. So they're different people, different people. And so 
you learn to appreciate those things. What's that? Adjusting to the other person. Yeah. Sorry, I got the AC on right on my head. Seek other counsel. Yeah, godly counsel. So get help when you're when you're struggling. Get get some help from folks, right? Take a Amen. Take a vacation. Lighten up. Don't just have one gear all the time. Uh, yeah, we weren't made to live that way. Let's see what I, if I doubt anything. Uh, safe. She felt safe with him. Not good. And also purpose. I wrote down purpose because it's like he was this mission thing. And you know that they lived their lives with purpose. And purpose helps us to, you know, without purpose, the Bible says that without vision, people cast off restraint. We lose, we lose our bearings. We get, you know, just get floaty and, and, and miss out on and it. The purpose thing really does help keep us together along the way. It's not just each other. There's a purpose that we're living for. Anybody else have one more? They have to just shout out. Philippians, you did see Philippians chapter two, which is a really great setup. Thank you. That was awesome. Yeah, I got that lunch gift card for you right after that. But OK, so think about it like this. Why? Uh, what will marriage look like 10 years from now? So, you know. Brooklyn, how old are you? 21. What's marriage going to look like? At 31. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> or at 41. 20 years. 20 years from now, what's marriage going to look like? You know, or oh, let's take it another step. What's marriage going to look like when you're 70? Or when you're 86? Like that video. 86. Isn't that crazy? What a thought. It's mind-blowing. You know, and if you're single... You know, what do I what kind of person do I want to be like that would be maybe I get married in 10 years from now? What's the kind of person I'm going to be? You know, if that's or just what should my relationships look like if I've got close, intimate, personal relationships now? Thanks for the setup. And let's look at Philippians chapter two. And you really can see a lot of these things right in the text. And we'll make a few points about them. And uh, then I've got a special a guest that's going to be joining me after this in just a minute. So, Lord, bless the reading of your word. Help us to see more as we read. And again, you guys, the context for Philippians, part of the reason Paul's writing this is to help people get along. People that were struggling in relationships, specifically two women that get mentioned at the beginning of chapter four, Euodia and Syntyche. He says, help these guys, ladies, help these ladies get along. You know, they are they love Jesus. Help bring them together. Help them get along. So here's that's the context. If you have any encouragement for being united with Christ. And so here's the vision stuff. If any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature, God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing 
taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. This is the word of God. Amen. So what's going on here is you've got this picture. It's a it really is a vision of what it looks like to live life in relationship with other people, marriage, others for the long haul. And it's a vision of Jesus and the way that we think when we're looking to Jesus. This is how our minds are shaped and changed and transformed. And here's the main thing today. God wants us to look to Jesus in order to have vision for marriages and relationships that are making it for the long haul. So I've got just a couple of quick points here. I'm going to run through this and then I want to get to even more story. So first of all, in this vision that God wants us to have for marriages and relationships, he wants us to have vision under under the reign of King Jesus, under the reign of King Jesus. So the goal isn't just that we would make a decision and say, I want to receive Jesus for salvation, but that we would actually make that decision and then live life, not just one time, but live life under the reign of Jesus, who is the king. That makes sense. You know how much problems and stuff in life would be helped if we lived all of life in relation to King Jesus, just like and that's the way he preached the gospel. Hey, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe. There you go. There's a there's a rain that's come from heaven. And this is the way you pray. Father, let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He wants us praying that and living that way and our lives being shaped by the reign of Jesus. There's coming a time, it says one day. Every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We want to live our lives that way. That's what, you know, church isn't just a collection of saved sinners going to heaven. It's this people that are being transformed and are literally, this is the focal point of the reign of Jesus. He is head over all things for the church, which is his body. He's head over all things. So, yeah, we're imperfect. Yeah, we're now and not yet. Yeah, we're on a journey. But this is the focal point where he's expressing his reign. He wants to have his way in our minds, thinking, attitudes, hearts, lives, families, marriages, relationships, jobs. And this is how the kingdom comes in every place where I've got to say so. Then I want to express the reign of Jesus where I have a say so. I don't have a say so in a lot of things that happen in the world. But there's a lot of places where I do have a say so. And in those places, we can express what it looks like to see Jesus reigning on the earth in and through us, his people. That makes sense? Yeah. That's what we're doing. God wants us to have vision for that under the reign of Jesus. Second piece, God wants us to have vision for marriages and relationships in the context of community, community. So, you know, that verse, he's head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of. Of him who fills everything in every way. I should have put that in the notes. That's Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. So, so it's like. I may think 
that I can be this really awesome Christian all by myself. And there's times where I need to pull back and be by myself. But I can't be what God wants me to be. I can't be shaped into the image of Jesus without some people around me. I do not have the full revelation of God. I'm in process. I see some stuff and you see some stuff. And you see some stuff. And together, we, because of our brokenness and past and the way God's met us in different ways, it, 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 you're able to give me something that I don't see. And I'm able to give you something that you don't see. And together, this whole group, I mean, there's like a deposit of the riches of Jesus Christ here that's awesome. And so I want to be here worshiping. I want to be here sharing communion. I want to be here, you know, whoever's preaching and here get encouraged by the word of God. You know, it's this vision for us making it in marriage with a with a vision doesn't happen isolated. You know, there's times to be alone and there's times to be with brothers and sisters. There's times to be family. And we can't, you know, in a very real. I love my brother and sister. But, you know, a lot of times I get to spend way more time with my brothers and sisters here than with my brothers, you know, my brother who's the city manager down in San Marcos and my sister who's in D.C., right? So big deal. This is how we walk this thing out. Third piece, God wants us to have vision for marriages and relationships that are uh, like-minded, like-minded. So there's the, the piece, be like-minded, you know, and, you know, Sometimes we get off on things and sometimes we need our minds renewed in the way of Jesus. We need to get calibrated, get lined up with the way Jesus would think about something. Holy Spirit, come give me the mind of Christ on this. And so there's this process of daily renewal because we leak, we fall into ditches, we do dumb stuff. Amen. Thank you. You know, and so and we do dumb stuff even in relationships and we, you know, and so there's mercy. There's mer- I pronounce and proclaim mercy today. His unfailing love. It's, it's a nonstop Niagara that's coming at you and is always coming at you. No matter where you turn, he's there. He's coming. He he wants us, you know, and, and we wake up and we go, oh, yes, yes, repent I'm turning to you, Lord. And it's good news. It's awesome. And, and he shapes our minds and thinking. The fourth piece, God wants us to have vision for marriages and relationships that are marked by purpose. You know, and I, I loved hearing that in the video. And I know that's such a part of their story. It's been such a part of our story as well. Um, I was having a meal yesterday with Todd and Ben and Micah. And we were just talking and Micah was asking some questions of Todd. It was, just, it was cool for me to hear this guy I've known for all 30 years and uh, been friends with, but to hear him telling, you know, Micah and Ben, you know, because Micah had asked, how do you guys, you and Jackie do this? You, you're in business together, you know, the roofing thing and, and all of this. And, and Todd said, it's our purpose. It's because we're, it's Jesus, you know, and it shapes who we are as elders in the church. It shapes what we do in business and the way we do our business together, the way we relate to each other. And it was just very, um, I didn't even say that to you. I almost sent you a text like, it was just good to hear your testimony to them. You know, I was just kind of listening. It was, it was holy ground for a minute there. It just was awesome. It's a purpose. And then the last piece there is that God wants us to have vision for marriages and relationships that are marked by humility. 
and concern. And this is the way of Jesus. That Jesus, God, I mean, you know, doesn't hold on to the fact that he's God and empties himself and becomes a man, still God, but empties himself of his divine prerogative. He's not living as a man. Uh, he's not living as God. He's emptying himself and showing us the way we're supposed to live. That's what's going on there is that he empties himself and says, I'm going to live in constant dependence upon the Father. And that's, that's humility. That's, that's concern for the other. That's being able to say, I want what's best for you. I want what's best for you in our relationship. So I realized I could not finish a marriage series without calling up this wonderful, beautiful, uh, getting finer all the time woman. So come on up here, Kim Miller. Amen. And, she, you know, she was dying to do this. <laughs> it's hyperbole. Um, she said, okay, just would you ask me some questions or something? That would help. So here we go. Would you just uh, walk through a bit of our story, maybe that highlights a few of those points that we're just talking about today? Just kind of bring people in from your, your perspective on things. Yeah. Well, Jamie and I have been in a relationship since we were 18 years old. So we have been together for 34 years, I guess, or so. And, but some of those, those first few years were living without Jesus. And, um, and then we found Jesus, and we just dove into Christ. We dove into church. We, we dove into getting our finances uh, in order with the Lord, um, we served um, every place we could find to serve. We got in there and we served, and we began to see that life with Jesus was so much better than life without Jesus. So basically, as hard as we were going without the Lord, we turned that towards the Lord, yeah. and uh, I highly recommend it. Um, also, at, in those in those younger years, in our twenties, is that that's when that was happening. We found some beautiful, wonderful friends um, that we were able to do church with and and grow in Jesus with. And it's so important to have people in your life that you get to grow more into the image of Christ together. And so that was Todd and Jackie. You know, we're so grateful for them. Jim and Marcia Asherbranner are also very old, dear friends of ours that. You know, we've shaped each other's marriages over the years. Yeah, yeah. awesome. So, yeah. so one of the things that, you know, is hit on in the passage, but also hit on in the video is there's differences. So, and we learn to appreciate those things. And so say, I'm not exactly like you. You're not exactly like me. So say a little bit about that. Yeah, right. He already told, he stole one of my things where I said, uh, he wants to be up here and I do not. <laughs> so we're very different in our amount of words uh, what we need to say. He's also. <laughs> I just got to tell you all kinds of stuff. He I? always says I have less words than most women, and he has more words than most men. But he's also, and that, but that's good because I do have, I do need encouragement that there are things to be said, you know. Um, but also, he is the most positive person I have ever met. I mean, everything is always great. <laughs> Uh, and I'm not negative, but standing beside that sometimes makes you feel negative, you know. And uh, But it's a beautiful thing because he, he's a, able to see the good, you know, and that helps me. Um, what else? I was trying to think on that one. Oh, um, I lost well, my train I, of thought. 
I move on. Oh, yeah. Jamie forgets everything that's bad that has happened. He, he, in, a, in a week, in a day, in an hour, it's forgotten. I remember everything. <laughs> and so we need each other there because I need to learn from him to forgive, let go. That's in the past. He needs to learn from me. Wait a second. Don't you remember we did that? We don't want to go there again, you know? And so there's some wisdom sometime in learning from the past and not forgetting those lessons. So, so we yeah. sharpen one another. Yeah, you know, some of our, one thing I've been learning is that some of our main strengths can, if overplayed, can be a weakness, right? You know? And uh, so that's, um, if you're around me and you say, and it's just, wow, it's awesome. And you're like, I don't know if it's going to be awesome. You know, that's, that's probably... <laughs> You know, maybe I'm not all seeing it all, you know, but okay. So um, we had an argument one time, didn't we? So could you just, so, no, we have, the, so everybody's got arguments, disagreements. How have we navigated some of that? Yeah. Well, you know, again, once we started really trying to follow the Lord, that has affected everything, um, how we treat one another, um, you know, just going low, um, being humble. He's so good at not exasperating me. I think he's been good at not exasperating our children as well. Not pushing, you know, I'm saying like pushing you, pushing you, pushing you, but kind of coming up under you and helping. Um, in my brokenness as a human being, I can be really stubborn and always think that I know the right answer. And, um, and he's so kind to you know, just bring me on along. And so what I constantly work on is, is being easy to lead um, because sometimes I just want to do it by myself. And I think sometimes that's, a, you know, an issue with women. And so being easy, to, we, we say we want them to lead us, but then when they start doing it, we kind of buck up a little bit. And it's like, be easy to lead. Also, I have to work on being easy to please, you know. And so when somebody offers love to you or offers something to you or offers safety or, you know, be easy to please, like, mm. oh, thank you, you mm. know. And so I think just taking the low road, um, our words, we really try to speak the way we would like to be spoken to. Um, yeah, sometimes I need a reminder just so she's making me sound like I'm this, you know, doing everything right. But but the the one of the time, you know, and I've, we've talked openly about this, but Sometimes if she's not understanding what I say, then I'll say it, I'll say the same thing over slowly and in a deeper voice. It really and, bugs me. <laughs> and, and it, it and, and she, she'll go, and I'm like, teachy voice? And she goes, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so I'm learning slowly, but that's the teachy voice thing, not, that's not good teaching for arguments. Teachy voice is not good. Yeah. And me, where he has to say, I didn't mean to get you all riled up, <laughs> you know, and so it's. It's a two-way thing on communicating, but also deciding early on that we were going to do everything in our power not to go to bed angry, mm -hmm. just everything that we could do, even if that was talking until one or, you know, and, and sometimes you can get so tired where you just go, okay, you're right, <laughs> you know, and, and just end it so that yeah. you don't go to bed angry. Yeah, that's good. What about fun? So you heard them say they, you know, doing little mini vacations and stuff, and that's been a yeah, journey, that's been a part of our, we've always had a date night. We've always really enjoyed being together. Um, we, I've always wanted to bring, you know, sometimes what we do, what Jamie's vocation, it's a lot of study. It's a lot of seriousness. Um, <laughs> and so in our household, I wanted it to be fun and not, you know, him just always in the office or always having to talk about heavy or serious things. And so I've been a real proponent to try to bring fun 
because God is happy and God is good and he loves us and he's, uh, Jesus went to parties and, you know, all of that. And so trying to bring the element of fun. Uh, we like to do short trips, short getaways. We've logged a lot of miles on our legs walking. Yep. We really enjoy walking and talking over the years. Um, and even, you know, we've not always had money for really extravagant vacations and things, but we've always gone camping and, you know, our children have grown up with a love to camp and be outside and, yeah, just fun times. Those are some of my funnest memories. Okay, so let's wrap it up with this one. The, uh, the future, so a lot of this, this, what's the secret to the happily ever after part? So there's a vision thing. What would you say... How has vision for the future played into our relationship? Give a couple examples, maybe. Yeah. Well, quite a few years ago, Jamie began telling me that marriage was going to be great when we were 80. <laughs> I just thought, that is so bizarre. I can, I can see a year or two ahead. That's my normal, natural thing. But he's pretty far into the future on things, you know, just visionary. <laughs> and, um, and I just thought, I can't even imagine myself with wrinkles. Now that's a little bit easier. <laughs> but... But, uh, you know, I, I, after hearing that enough and actually experiencing enough of married life, I've realized it's really true. Like, I look back and, you know, we've been married 30, and I wouldn't want to go back to being married when we were uh, celebrating our 20th anniversary and the people that we were then. It was so much better, you know, at 30 years. And then I thought, gosh, 20 was better than 10. 10 was definitely better than the first few, you know. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm seeing myself like, yeah the potential for it to get better and better. There, there really is the potential for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. So an, another piece, though, I remember so just for like the season where we're at right now, uh, we've had people, they come and they say, wow, are you, are, are you guys, are y'all okay? Are you, are you okay now that the kids are gone? I mean, Emily's, she's... Matthew, what's going on with Matthew? Right. Yeah, Matthew graduates in December and already has a job, so he won't be coming back to live with us after college, which is, <laughs> we jokingly say, we get a raise, yay. <laughs> but we have really been preparing ourselves for this season because we knew that this season is coming and it's a healthy season. We have spent a lot of years raising up our children to then leave and lead their own independent lives and, and start their families. So we knew that that's right. That's the goal. But we also knew that a lot of people who get to that point haven't prepared and, it, and they don't do well because their whole lives have been wrapped around their children and all their activities and all of that. And so for some time we've been talking about how great this season is going to be and preparing for it because we have other purposes now, other plans and you know, and we still love our children and want to see them, but it's just, it's a different season. So when people say, how are y'all doing? We're like, this is great. <laughs> and it really is. So part of, part of what we're doing is just, it's just, everybody needs to hear stories. Everybody needs to, what's it like? What's it like, you know, Jonathan and Maddie, you know, just, we need to hear each other's stories. And it gives us pictures of what things could, can possibly look like, you know? So stand up. Ministry team, come on up. We just want to respond a bit today. Um, ministry team, worship team. And we're just going to take five minutes here or so. We do this at the end of every service and just want to respond to the Lord. So, uh, you know, on the marriage front, I mean, it could be that your marriage is great, you know, and it's just you're hearing some things, though, that like, I want more vision for the future. I want to be on this trajectory, this path for growing in God together. And it could be that, hey, like, we really need some prayer. 
in a, in a marriage or in a relationship that I'm in right now. I need some prayer about this. But part of the deal is desire. And I just say, if you just desire, pray for, just, just get some prayer for desire to grow in these things because it, it's hard. It takes energy. Sometimes it really does, really takes energy. You know, we're to forgive, to bless, to come under, to, to keep speaking tenderly or whatever the, the, the need might be. I even think too, just to keep looking at your spouse or the person you're in relationship with through the eyes of love, you know, so that they see love when you're looking at them. They're not seeing judgment or accusation or things like that, you know. That takes energy. It takes being self-aware. It takes self-management, you know. So if you need prayer for that, too, or if you just want to come up here and have somebody play, pray a blessing over your marriage, you know, That's just, good. God, we want, we want to finish well. We want to have joy in the journey, you know, pray a blessing on our marriage. So. Amen. Awesome. Hey, you guys, this is really maybe the most important time of the whole service, just to respond in your heart and say, God, I want you. I, I want what you have for my life. So just let's respond to the Lord. If you need prayer about any kind, anything else, healing, salvation, whatever, just come. Amen. Press into God. Lord, break through in the church. Break through in our lives. Meet us today. We need you.